0: Here's the situation. We've got Jason Bourne, James Bond, Laura Croft. What's going on? Oh, TJ, we're gonna play another game of Champion of Champions. We're we'll playing some Champion of Champions at the end of the show.
1: I can't wait to dig into to CFC. We we got to come up. We played enough that we have we have uh, an abbreviation. We'll call it the CFC from now on.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um,
1: I love it. Uh, this is here's the situation. I'm TJ Jagodowski i'm rush howell and this is our podcast we have hypothetical situations about uh about real conversations figure it out we've introduced this a million times if you guys are listening (laughs) for the first time then then screw it um (laughs) and rush we have guests today i know
0: i'm super excited uh we have a couple uh a couple of guests uh, on today uh we've got my great friend from college uh tommy who's with us um tommy uh as uh, went to princeton with me and i think we did basically uh all of the same things at princeton he did them all a little bit better than i did but we were in the same fraternity the same improv group we were in the same plays together ultimately he was in my uh, thesis play i tried to get him to move out to uh to chicago to do uh to do uh, improv. He, he said no. He, he went to LA uh, to act instead. Then he tried to get me to come to LA. I went to uh, Virginia to be a lawyer instead. But uh, we've been great friends for a long time. Tommy is now a uh, uh, very successful actor in Los Angeles, uh, known for many things, maybe, maybe most for uh, his uh, lead performance on Casual uh, on Hulu. And uh, I'm equally excited to have uh, Helen with us, who Helen uh went to uh, a a different school not quite Princeton <laughs> a little bit better school in Harvard but uh we have to pretend that um you know we're on the same level uh Helen uh is a uh producer in Los Angeles uh and has become a very good uh, friend of mine as well I play these guys in online games quite a bit so I love them for uh humoring me in, in that regard uh and,
1: I went to uh, the uh, me- to the to the Yale of Central New York Syracuse University rush that's right. A lot of people
0: say that yeah. it's the New Haven of Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got it all covered. We've got it all covered on this one. Um, but anyway, they know the deal. They've, they've listened to a few of the uh, shows uh, uh, before. You know, as many as anyone could take, like two. Um, <laughs> that's
1: so. that's uh, more. That's more than we recommend. The uh, more, yeah. that's at least one more than we recommend to people.
2: Well,
1: we've overdosed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like. I,
2: I I got to four and had to lie down. Yeah, it
1: doesn't. It never leaves your system either. So those those will not be purged from. <laughs> yeah. From your it's bloodstream. Like it's
0: like seven years <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of of wasted brain space <laughs> to listen to each
2: one of these.
1: Well, if you guys are ready, then we'll probably we're we're gonna chuck you right into the fire if, if you're if you're all set.
2: We're as ready as we're we're gonna be. All so right.
1: Make- then here's the situation. Um, you guys sit on the cutting edge of a new form of linguistics. We're in the Romance language. They, uh, oh, Russ, did we say what the the theme was? Oh my God, we did not. We should have. But we Shit, did. dude, this was gonna make even less sense than it was gonna make after I introduce it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll,
0: I'll give you this. So we we always have a theme. This week it's called Substance Overborn. Substance over born, B-O-U-R-N-E. So that's where Jason Bourne came from. For those that don't know, substance over form is a fairly uh, well-known legal and accounting term that means basically uh, you ought not, like, take something on its face for what it's called. You ought to look underneath and understand what's truly going on. So, for instance, um, in accounting, you know, you can't just call something a lease and it's a lease if it's really not a lease in In the law, um, you know, common law marriage might be a good example where you say, hey, you know, you haven't called it a marriage, but you've lived together for seven years and you've done all the things that we kind of associate legally with marriage. And so we're going to give you the same rights that you would have uh, if if you had a uh, if you had a marriage. So substance over form, pretty well uh, known doctrine. And uh, so I'm I'm basically uh, making Excuses for why my pun was pretty mediocre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this first situation is born of the word substance. So, um, so as I said, you guys sit on the on the cutting edge of of new linguistic theory. And whereas in the Romance languages, um, Spanish and French and so forth, they will assign gender to, to noun, you know, so the sky may be feminine or the, the ocean might be, might be male. You guys have decided to assign states of matter. So I am going to give you an abstract noun and you will tell me whether you think it is a solid, a liquid or a gas. And if you want to give me a sentence as to why you think any of these abstract nouns are like that. Just you know, it feels like solid to me. So blah 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 blah. And if you guys come up, Helen and Tommy, if you come up with two different ones, let's say Helen, you think it's a liquid, and Tommy, you think it's a gas. Mister Howell will make the final decision as to what state of matter it it holds. Cool. Oh, yeah. Love it. All, all right.
2: All right. See you play for, Rush.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> these are these are all going to be S. These, these will all start with the letter with the letter S. So first and foremost, um, Tommy and Helen street smarts street smarts is it a solid a liquid or a gas
2: Mm, you know i was gonna say gas too and it might be those s's there's a there's an ephemeral quality to an s um
1: (laughs) i i like i like coming out of this in in agreement that that street smarts is a gas to to begin with probably the last one i would have picked i
0: could see like a bad superhero movie (laughs) where like the guy gets trapped in a room and then like a gas comes in and all of a sudden he's like, he becomes a real street smart
1: teacher. <laughs> <laughs> this. Oh, so a friend of ours, um, a friend of ours, Susie Salvi texted my wife the, uh, the other day said she overheard her boys talking her boys. I'm not sure how old Oscar is. Uh, but Augie is a fan. Augie is a fan of the show, but, um, they were setting the table. They were pretending they were butlers and Oscar said to his older brother, Augie, I think Oscar might be like eight. We're butlers because we got bit by a radioactive butler. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so uh, we, we're settled. Street smarts is a gas. How about style? As far as like fashion goes, the concept of style: solid, liquid, or gas. Oh, I
2: like I like liquid. Yes. I'm just I'm just shoot from the hip, going from the gut here. There's a there's a the flowy quality to a dress, for instance. Right.
3: It's a real thing,
1: but it's hard to hold in your hand. Oh, oh I really? like
0: that. I, I would also say it—it it, uh, like fashion. It it changes a fair amount, so there's like a flow to it. But like, but there's also some constants to it, so it's yeah. like a river, right? I like. So I would have gone liquid as well.
1: I All right. Um, serendipity, solid, liquid, or gas? The concept of serendipity.
2: I'm mean, gonna oh, go gas. That's another uh, it, because of its uh, sort of um, hard to capture quality.
1: All right. Helen. Yeah,
2: I'm fine with that.
1: But do you agree? I, I know that you're fine it, with it, but would it, it have I been mean, your? It,
3: I think I just I was leaning towards solid just because I wanted a nice triumvirate there. But I, I you, think I'm, gonna, so, I'm
1: gonna am gonna put solid down. Solid. <laughs> I heard solid. I'm gonna I heard solid. I'm gonna put solid <laughs> down, <laughs> and it goes to Mister <laughs> Howell.
3: Yes. the correct
1: answer is yes.
2: The, there's an argument for solid serendipity. I, if I'm not mistaken, used to be a great dessert restaurant in New York. Uh, oh, with the frozen you, hot chocolate. Well, you get a frozen hot chocolate. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. And um,
0: that was a solid. Ooh, so it's hot. a liquid and a solid, like a frozen hot chocolate.
1: Yeah.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
1: All right. So we want to go with gas. We want to, cause it's fine. If it's fine, if you guys don't, don't agree on it, Mr. Howell will cast the final you vote. Know,
2: so. I'm, I'm sticking with gas. Okay.
1: The
0: answer, yeah, the answer is gas. Okay.
1: We're going to go with gas. What?
0: I, I want to hear more about this frozen hot chocolate <laughs> though. So, so it's
2: basically to like to a chocolate mousse. Helen, you take this one. I remember going to New York when I was 10 and being wowed by everything. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. So just a, a limousine to me, was mind blowing. And <laughs>
3: You went. You went in a limousine in New
2: York. No, well, I didn't get in a limousine. Oh, I you saw mean you one. Saw uh, <laughs> I was going to be really bad. No, we, we learned that fancy. Um, and then I was introduced to the concept of a dessert restaurant, which equally mind blowing. Uh, where I was introduced to the frozen hot chocolate. I don't quite remember.
3: I actually never had the frozen hot chocolate. Oh, I God. just, we just, it was spoken about.
1: Is it like a fudgesicle? Did anyone know know anything about it?
3: I think it's like
1: a chocolate
0: milkshake.
3: Okay. Yeah. I'm sure someone's <laughs> going to get very mad at me for saying
1: that. No,
0: that sounds like it would. That's what it would be like. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do I know? I've never been to New York
1: or seen a limousine. All right. So. Fantastic. All oh, right. Well, this is on. Uh, this is. It seems to go naturally after that last one. Sweetness. The the flavor sensation of sweetness. Solid, liquid, or gas.
2: That feels liquid to me.
3: No, it's solid.
1: Oh, but excellent. Make your, make your case. It,
3: it, is a, it is a specific concrete thing that I feel like can be agreed upon by most people.
2: Oh. So if
3: you have something that is inherently sweet... Then most people will agree. There are very few people that will say that it is something so sweetness, other
2: than sweet. sweetness as a concept is 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 so concrete that you, you're going so I think it. so. Right.
0: I like I, that. I'm gonna go with Helen with I was convinced with that argument as well. I think that's right. I think you never confuse nobody's ever like, Oh, is that sweet or si-? You're like, No, that was sweet. That definitely tasted sweet.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, my redneck brain is turned on and I was purely thinking of Milo's sweet tea. Shout out to Milo's More. <laughs> Uh, uh, most of my experience with sweetness I'm not a, not a big dessert person most of my experience with is it, isn't that Milo's sour sweet tea <laughs> frozen hot chocolate of uh, Birmingham oh, I'm sure you ordered the sour tea sir. I don't want this tea <laughs>
1: isn't I think in the south the opposite of sweet is un <laughs>
2: yeah, right, yeah. All right. Just get out of my
1: restaurant <laughs> how about uh, how about stupidity what form does stupidity take?
2: I'm going to go solid, because for, for a truly stupid person, it's such an entrenched quality. It's almost impossible to to change its form.
1: Sounds good. Helen? I, I, I'd
3: agree to
4: that.
1: All right. Then we are solid on that. How about showboating? The concept of showboating.
2: It's someone who does a lot of this, so. <laughs> um, i think gas i think it um, it's something that you uh, showboating you are you are kind of attempting to rapidly transmit something uh, across a transom to other people all right like, you want the people in the rafters to feel your showboating <laughs> and as a, a, a gas feels like the quickest moving uh, it feels like showboating feels like something that is meant to travel between two places gotta
0: say i I had a different one and now i'm and now i'm already convinced but maybe helen can get me (laughs) off of that no no i feel
3: the exact same way i was gonna go liquid and now i'm completely convinced by this gas argument
4: great
0: i was gonna go liquid too because i thought like showboating is a thing that like it it can be it can either be it's on it's on a spectrum where sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's not and that felt like in between two forms the same way that a liquid kind of could be to me, exactly. but then I was like, "No, this is a much better argument about the like, I don't what, what's the word, extra of, of of the uh, of, of the gas, you know, <laughs> moving more quickly. That's not a word, or it is a word, but it's the wrong word. But anyway,
2: I have showboated say. my way to a win. <laughs> right? <laughs> you <should. Well> <laughs> Now, this is not to be confused with the showboat upon which Rush and I worked <laughs> in college. Oh, the Carnegie showboat. Um, um, we did a, a dinner routine, uh, not well received. Yeah, that was that was a solid F.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you really on a showboat? No, of oh, time. Uh, I, I did but too. I,
2: but I've always sort of thought it would be cool <laughs> as a young performer with with not a care in the world to work on a on a boat. Uh, there was ten percent of me that thought, did I do a show with Tommy <laughs> on a showboat? <laughs>
0: like I, there was a chance <laughs> we could have done it. We just don't remember. How? It's also true.
1: How about <laughs> the the idea of static? Whoa. Tough one. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I could I could see this one ranging across different.
0: It's almost like a fourth. It's almost like a fourth. Yeah, substance. this
1: was just plasma. This one's plasma.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like static. Static is a substance. Uh, yeah, uh, or, or a form. Um If if I have to answer with um, among the three, I have to go gas just because of its unseeable quality. All right. I don't have
3: a better answer though. I, it it does feel like a fourth thing
0: somehow. Yeah. Well, it's weird because like you know when you're about to like touch a doorknob and there's that electricity that comes because you your foot went along the carpet or whatever. That's one of the weirdest feelings to me, because it's a thing that's not there and yet it's there. And so maybe maybe gas is closest to that for me. All right.
1: Uh a couple more. Serenity.
2: Oh, that feels just like a a liquid to me.
4: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Liquid? Okay. Uh, Sibling rivalry.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to some reasoning Rush had earlier. It's a liquid to me because, like, the, the parameters of, like, I go big family, five brothers, two sisters, steps in half. But the kind of general um dynamics of those rivalries are intact but there are shifting alliances okay so, uh, you
4: know,
2: <laughs> like a, like in the way that a river changes its course over time that happens among siblings but but you kind of know it, the team
1: it is dangerous to let it is dangerous to let this man present first <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's tough it's 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 tough it's a tough counter argument when after after he's done talking i'll tell you that
0: that's showboating. It's that great gas.
1: <laughs> it's more substantive. This is this is substance overborne right here, man. I got to tell yeah, you. There's, it really is. Helen, do you, uh, you are do you? I agree. I mean, I, I can't.
3: Yeah, I agree. All I mean, right. as well, that's just the way it what is. What
0: about the fact that, like, fighting brothers will fart on each other? Does that make it more of a gas <laughs> situation or no?
1: One, two, three liquids. We have four gases, couple of solids. Okay. Um, last three. Subtext.
3: Subtext. I think yes. In the realm of it's something that you know is there, but you're not really sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely there, but hard to define. I think yes. Great.
2: I I I think she's right. I I'd offer up solid uh, because you know you think of it in terms of 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 acting. The words on the page. can almost be anything, but the, the subtext is that kind of solid that runs the the the, the sort of foundational piece okay. of a of a scene. Um, that if you're if you're doing what the writer intended, maybe uh, maybe that's unchangeable. Whether you're you know whatever the lines are on top of it, but um, but if you're not overly sure.
3: playing the subtext, then it's terrible. And well, so and so if you you actually want it to be a gas, not a solid. Because if it's too much of a solid, then I think.
0: You can't what is the substance and what is the form in in a in a page of dialogue and subtext underneath it? It's that's kind of an interesting question. I mean, I, I guess it's not always the right, the same, right? right? Sometimes the substance is the subtext, but I, I I would go with Helen. Yeah, I don't think it's solid. I mean, I can see, I can see the argument, but I don't, I don't. That would it, be the last for me, and I think gas feels, given, feels right. Given
1: the three yeah. options of like, do you eat subtext, get wet with subtext, or smell subtext? It feels like something you smell, and that feels that's, like it warrants gas. That's
2: that's the that's the that's the strongest I've heard. I, I love that. That's you? a good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Thanks. Good answer. Good
1: answer. All right. How about this this subdivision? This uh this this little corner of showboating that. Um, it's called <laughs> swashbuckling. What about swashbuckling? Oh, man. <laughs>
2: that, is, that is a really niche art in the world
4: of
3: I mean, that has to be a solid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, it doesn't change form in any way for me. It's, it's not questionable. If I see swashbuckling, which I never have in real life, <laughs> I would
4: know.
3: <laughs> that it is swashbuckling i yeah. wouldn't be i wouldn't be like are those two people having a disagreement I'd be like no Those
2: are swashbuckling. yeah i have yeah. A, just a, a singular hard image of a pirate so yes
0: like, oh we all do we, yeah. I, we're all within five percent of the same image of each other on yeah, exactly. right They're like if you,
4: never,
0: go, if you google good. like if you google image swashbuckling like the first 12 pictures are all going to look basically the same it, right
1: yeah. It's interesting that the genus of showboating was obviously a gas, but the species of swashbuckling is clearly a solid.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah
2: that is. That yeah, is that yeah. Yeah. yeah, that seems right. Okay. There's swords yeah. involved.
0: There's like capes and uh,
2: pirates. Ropes. And there's there's, an, there's a boat. a knife in one's mouth.
1: The, the, yes. either, the either cutting of a rope and swinging or the cutting of a rope, a candelabra lowering and, the, and a person flying upwards with the rope as the candelabra drops That's kind right. of thing Or i would
2: offer up a stabbing of a sail
1: and yes and then right and, and writing that down yes absolutely and the last right. one uh sense of humor solid liquid or gas
2: uh i'm gonna go gas uh because i feel like it's uh, we all know people with funny people and people with good sense of of, of humor but it's so hard to, i think i think maybe i heard conan once say that like you don't want to Don't want to think too much about comedy, you know, like it's sort of, or it will escape you once you start to kind of drill down on it and, and, and define it, it, it's, it squirrels away from you. I'm going to go gas.
3: I agree with you if it were comedy, but I think sense of humor, I put in the same category as style, which is like, you know, if someone has a sense of humor, you know, if someone has style. Yeah, But what that is, is sort of constantly changing and flowing. So I, I argue it's liquid.
2: Okay, that's yeah. a great argument. I, but I would say one more thing, because I think you're right. I think I was more defining... Uh, you were defining
3: comedy, yeah. which is fair.
2: Uh, a little bit. I think I would also say that since sense of humor is... It, it, it is still a little squirrely, though, because people share a sense of humor. Like, we all know groups of people who, among them, they think they're funny. But we can't access that humor, um,
3: right which i would argue is also a liquid quality
0: you i know. also think uh, another another argument in favor of liquid is i think it's so central and such like a kind of lifeblood to anybody's personality overall that like the concept of a kind of a river and you have to you have to build your civilization around a river is similar to me you need to build your personality around to some degree a sense of humor so i, I kind of like liquid too what tj what do you think of it?
1: Um, I'll go with you guys, liquid. I didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear a more convincing argument for, for either of the other, either other forms. So, um, and that I think brings our final total to three solids. It seems like maybe because they're abstract nouns, they lead away from, from solid feelings Four liquids and five, five gases in the end. So... Thank you for your service on the uh, on this new this new cutting edge aspect of uh, of linguistic theory, y'all.
0: Uh, that was a great one, TJ. That was a lot of fun. Um, thanks. Mike. All right, so uh, we're still on substance overborn, uh, and here's the situation: yep. uh, we are in a uh, dystopian, probably future, in which. Uh, uh, you guys are all going to serve as um, – you know what? I like how TJ you just did that one, so I'm going to replicate that. Okay, so, buddy. So Helen and Tommy will will get to decide, and if they can't – if they disagree, then I want you to be the tiebreaker because what it is is um, in the future, in this dystopian future, you serve as judges. And what happens is they, they pick two kind of analogous uh, – crimes or misdemeanors or events and they bring them in and they put both of them in front of you and you must censure one of them and let the other one go free. No matter what, doesn't matter if it's two heinous things, one person gets punished in some form or fashion. We're not going to worry about the particular sentencing. One person goes free. So you're going to pick who, who is, who's the worst party that needs to receive punishment. Make sense? Yes. Okay. So the first one is uh, they bring in uh, they bring in a guy who um, uh, was found uh, driving across the state border. uh, And when they checked his car underneath uh, inside the um, the undercarriage of the car taped in a very hard place to find was a bag of what appeared to be cocaine. But then when opened, it was a bag of flour. And it turns out that this guy believed that he was uh, transporting cocaine, but was was transporting flour. That's the first one. Uh, The second guy is a guy who uh, has a flour bag and a receipt from a uh, from a, uh, a grocery store. Uh, and is going through uh, customs, and it turns out that that bag is loaded with cocaine, <laughs> not flour. Who, uh, so that guy is, is transporting cocaine across uh state line. The other guy was transporting flour that he thought was cocaine. Who gets punished? Who gets, goes free?
2: But we don't have to apply sort of standards of American jurisprudence to this. No, this is up to you. In America, the guy who... Uh, right, who the flour is, guy... Uh, is- the, um, the, the innocent flower guys. To uh, American guys
1: to American yeah. jurisprudence is what got us to this dystopian future, for God's sake. <laughs>
4: exactly. <Yes>, that's, <laughs> that's
3: the real point. <laughs> yes. Um, I definitely punished the guy with the flower, with the flower taped underneath his car. I mean, it's it sucks because he's an idiot, but he definitely. I mean, just in, intent and and also he's an idiot, so you know that's his, that's his problem.
2: I'm, I'm purely looking at in, in, no, I'm not I'm looking at two things. I'm looking I, I agree with Helen, looking at intent. He was intent to sort of move uh, move drugs across state lines. and also um, yeah, dum, dum. he can he can go to jail. He's not doing anybody any any good. So you guys there have selected
0: substance over form uh, and, and in in the US, like I believe the the uh, transmitting of uh, drugs over state line is, is what we would call a strict liability crime. So it doesn't matter your intent.
1: Have, Bush, have they selected substance over form or form over substance? Because the guy with the actual legal substance is going to go free.
0: Uh, right. But I, I think I to me, well, to me, the, the, the substance would be the intent. So it would be um, the, t- the technical law is if you have cocaine, you uh, you're in possession and you go to jail. So that's the, the written statute. But here they said this guy didn't mean to have it. It's clear that he didn't mean to have it. This person meant to have it. And he didn't. We're going to punish that
2: guy. And, and in uh, our that silver lining in this dystopia is that we have a new machine that can read one's intent. <laughs> but, well, you, you get to ask him questions. You, but, know, you get to put
0: him on the stand and you, you're, you're
1: convinced. The other silver lining is whoever eats this cake is going to wear it off really easily. If that <laughs> person ends up getting that home and baking with it.
0: That is right. For sure. Uh, okay. Um, Two more people come in. Uh, the first one was fifty minutes late to uh, uh, to your house uh, to to somebody else's house. Sorry, they were they were fifty minutes late to go driving to a concert,
4: uh, oh.
0: which caused everybody to miss um, the first uh, like thirty minutes of the concert. The second person that comes in was in that same group and loudly using swear words berated the late person for the first ten minutes of the drive. So fifty minute late person. Somebody who loudly berated uh, in front of the rest, making it a little bit uncomfortable in the car for ten minutes. Who uh, who's in trouble there, and who's not?
2: Uh, late late person's got to go. I, I hate a late person. I just I, I I'd be the one berating.
3: That's that is true. That is true. So <laughs> this makes it complicated for me. But obviously, I choose the late person. Because
4: I love him,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can see the argument for another one, but that is that's a you just cut to the quick. That's a, that's a bad
0: pet peeve. Uh, what if the person, what if it was a 50-minute, an equally long berating of the late person? Does that change it, or it's still like, nope, you shouldn't have been late? Is the, the
2: is the berating over um, by the time we get to the concert? Or does it interrupt the concert in any if, if it was further interruption of the concert... if I no, no
0: further interruption. It's a 50-minute drive, let's say. He's 50 minutes late, and then this other person just went hard for 50 straight minutes about like how in- insensitive it was that the person was late. You know, wouldn't let it go, passive-aggressive, all that stuff.
2: I'm not even sure I can put a negative value on, on the berating. I might actually... <laughs> it might have positive
1: utility. <laughs> <laughs> There's a concert or two where I wouldn't mind missing the opener. So this actually would not be too... Who knows if he just didn't do you a favor uh, at this one? You know, yeah. I just had a very
3: realistic flash of me sitting in a car while Tommy paraded someone for
4: 50 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's what we do. That's just what we do.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. I think uh, I paraded someone to myself. i just did solo
4: drive.
0: <laughs> What if they, what if that guy shows up a few minutes late for the court hearing? That would be a true disaster (laughs) in front of judge, judge Tommy. Uh, all right. Next one. Um, first person, uh, comes in, uh, was apprehended, um, in the middle, uh, of, uh, of driving, uh, extremely drunk four times over the, uh, the legal limit, but, uh, was not pulled over due to any suspicion of reckless driving or anything else. Just a random check was found to be uh, four times the legal limit and uh, uh, and, and caused no damage. Uh, second guy uh, comes in, also uh, a, a vehicular issue. Uh, this person um, uh, totally totally sober uh, missed a, 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 a by all accounts relatively difficult to see yield sign and uh, plowed into uh, another car, uh, uh, wrecking, totaling both cars, and uh, injuring the person uh, that was was driving the car uh, where they missed the yield sign. Which of those people uh, gets punished, and which one do you have to let uh, go with no punishment?
3: The drunk person. i I punish the drunk person because i if you this is this you have to understand this is how my brain works is that i assume that the person who got in the crash feels so horrible about it and this says more about me than anybody else is that they feel so horrible about injuring another person that is their punishment they were sober and they just didn't see a yield sign and now they feel horrible because they injured someone and they totaled their car and now they have to deal with the insurance they have so many headaches that they're gonna have to deal with it's like going to be a whole pain in, anyway well in, in that
2: vein i i vote the same because i think in that vein you you could also be uh preventing someone who's going to be that reckless and then drive that drunk is uh is just a ticking time bomb so if the, yeah. if the sort of preventative effect of throwing the book at that person i think may have uh you know save future uh lives and property yeah does it
0: change your answer if the person that ran the yield sign um, doing doing nothing different than what they, they did, as I just described, uh, unfortunately, it uh, kills the person in the other car that they hit. Does that change your answer?
3: I need to know how that person feels about this situation. Because, again, if the person feels like, if the person feels, or if it was a true, complete accident and the person feels complete remorse, they will be punishing themselves for the rest of their lives for killing
4: someone. And I would
0: say this. They did not intend to run the yield sign. They were not reckless in running the yield sign, but they were negligent. They they should have and could have noticed the yield sign, but they missed it. It was one of those things that can happen. Uh,
1: and Sometimes when I'm people are, are to listening kill. to a really engaging podcast, they lose track of like where they're driving. Like Maybe they're going through some some hypotheticals in their head or playing along yeah. as they drive, and then you don't see a yield sign, and then that that's quite often that that's now the leading cause of accidents and and in... yeah
4: <laughs> totally totally i still
3: yeah i still think i gotta punish i mean that's complicated obviously you never want anyone to well
2: because uh, then I it still... gets into issue like in, an injury i can i can sort of overlook a, a little bit not completely but then you get into justice for that person's family you know that the, then you're i don't know man that's tough that gets tough because of that of that issue of just of 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 having the bereaved feel some know. sense of, of of justice. Not that the person But how can
3: they have justice? Their person's dead. They're not gonna get that person. I think bad. you're right.
2: I still lean drunk person, but it makes it it does change the calculus. I think but I mean,
3: think the calculus, but I still think but you still punish the drunk person.
2: Okay.
0: But this is a sneaky way of asking kind of when you think about the criminal law, there's like there's or, or tort law, uh so civil civil cases around, you know, injuries and things like that. There is a there's a divide about what the real purpose is because you guys are kind of landing in the spot where what really matters is deterrence. You want to stop future problems from occurring. So the better, the person who was reckless, who was out of control, who intended to get drunk and drove uh, totally recklessly, that person you're saying they're more dangerous going forward. And so like from a deterrence perspective, society is going to be better, better served by them being taken off the road. Whereas other people are more about retribution when they say it, you know, what matters is what happened and we need to, and and you need to be punished when you cause X, Y, and Z to occur. And I've always thought this is very fascinating because like, there's this concept of like negligence or recklessness in the air, right? Where Mm -hmm. I do something and it's very bad, but it has no negative result and nobody cares. But then I do something that it wasn't bad at all. And it has, it has a bad result and everybody, everybody gets upset. And, you know, is that right? Or, or because it's very hard to punish the like negligence or recklessness in the air person who's just doing something with no results because the results are what allow us to uh, uh, to see it. I mean, think about like a football game, right? Like when somebody puts an ugly hit on somebody, if the person gets injured, it's always more likely that a flag's going to get thrown. Sure. You know, we always say oh, we care about the end result. But, but really, should we or should we be more concerned about stopping the bad behavior?
3: But in this situation, you have if – bo- if, if you if you punish the drunk person, both people have consequences to their actions. Otherwise, you have one person who has all the consequences and one person who has no
4: consequences,
3: right? You mean because so, of the punishment
2: of, of the other guy's
3: because, conscience? Well, I mean, maybe even if he doesn't have a conscience, he's still dealing with a total car and someone who's right. died and all of these other things. So that that's the only way to fairly actually have any sort – of, like both have consequences to their actions.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I think it is fascinating. I, I lean. I, I think I, I I don't know, I'd probably change this uh, position in a different situation. I lean deterrence in, in this in this one. All right. Um,
0: last quick one here uh these are not based on on real life people or maybe they are uh but uh, uh
4: what,
0: the two people come in w- one uh is carrying like a set of golf clubs weirdly and uh this person cheated on their wife uh hundreds of times with all sorts of like uh uh prostitutes and like uh, perkins waitresses and things like that and then the other person they roll in uh, uh, cheated um, and he's he rides in on a bike, and he cheated by doping in a sport uh, where almost everybody else uh, dopes as well. Uh, but he violated the uh, the rules of the sport. Uh, which of those two uh, folks do you think needs needs some punishment, and which person can be uh, can be let out of there?
2: Oh, can you imagine if, <laughs> if people like this existed? <laughs> you're, yeah, your wild imagination had set up a real conundrum. Uh, oh man.
3: We're assuming the guy with the golf clubs is whoever he is married to did not know about any of the affair. These are all like secret.
0: Yeah, affairs. I think that's pretty safe to say, given that she smashed his windshield in with a golf club and. Uh... Oh,
3: cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Oh, that per those was Yeah, it's it's
2: it's a difficult one. I I would say that I, I'm a I'm a cycling fan. I would say that if by letting that person off the hook, you are risking the just uh, an irretrievable desecration of that sport. If 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 one, if, if there are no rules in that sport anymore, what does it matter to anyone that participates or is a fan of Um, there has to be, you know um, some enforcement of rules or, or else an entire kind of, um, you know, section of the, you know, niche of the sporting world is, I don't know, you know, heads towards worthlessness um uh but i totally acknowledge that 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 offense is felt far less personally um um than the 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 cheating offense especially uh you know for the guys uh
0: the serial adulterer right i don't know Where are you coming from? i know helen who, who's who's getting put in the holding cell and who's walking out of there <laughs>
3: I mean, they're
0: both idiots. Um, sure, sure, but you—I mean, this is this dystopian future. You, one of them's <laughs> got to go free. I mean, they're both—they both have documentaries made about them on uh, HBO and ESPN.
4: And so, thought it was time. I, I,
3: ha- I haven't watched the documentaries yet, so I can't. I yeah. don't have my full analysis. I feel like Tommy's got to answer this one.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. I um. um I think, I mean, I stick with my original thing. I think that thing, very, very close here. I think cyclists got to go. Well, it's hard to separate. I, I don't like, think he's, Lance, I mean, Lance Armstrong. I, uh, I, let, I let cyclists go, and, uh, no, 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 he goes to the holding cell. You know, right.
0: You, you put it's, it's a little hard to separate, because Lance Armstrong also, like, destroyed those people's lives by, uh, that would
2: call him out. That's 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 true, and I'm trying to like I'm trying to like I'm trying to treat it as a hypothetical, but it's very hard to do because I I'm obsessed with both stories. I know more than I would like to know about.
3: In the hypothetical (laughs) that you gave us, not the real people, then you kind of adulterer because apparently everyone's doping and cycling, and it doesn't really matter and whatever. But yeah, in in reality, the situation
4: I think is
0: different. Yeah, well, that was what was interesting to me is kind of boiling it down. I mean, I think most people would say, I mean, Tiger Woods has had a much better redemption story than Lance Armstrong, right? But but if you just kind of put it down on paper, it's like, I don't know. I mean, Lance Armstrong did this thing that everybody else was doing, um, you know, but at the same time, like maybe there's extenuating circumstances or whatever. But I just thought it was interesting to, to – Take their names off it and see what
4: we would say about
1: it. The uh, if if, I mean, if this lands in my court, I know it's a, a dystopian future, but I try and keep a pretty utopian court 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 uh, room going here. Rush, um, yeah. Even yeah. though the the hundred times uh, cheater is more personally distasteful to me, I think their punishment should be societal or religious or with whatever God or uh, or uh, social circles they surround themselves with. Whereas the the doping feels like it's actually um, illegal to to written rule and law. And so that person, if it came down to me, if this was considered a split decision from the from the uh, from the counselors here, the bike doper would be would be kept in the holding cell and the other one would be forced to uh, face the shame of, of their uh, their their social circle.
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's excellent. Yeah, I like that. we agree with that. Right. All right. Well, there we go. There you have it for uh, dystopian
1: court. Well, All right. Um, so this next one was kind of a jump from substance over born. Then I went to born identity. And this song, this um, situation comes out of that, um, that identity idea. So um, the other day, here's the situation. The other day I was watching a game show and a contestant introduced herself as a wife, a mother, a bookkeeper, and a dog lover. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. She just like gave herself four kind of like identifiers of those four I felt like the dog lover might be the one that actually tells me the most about her like this is unbelievable no this is my next situation is it really <laughs> I mean uh, uh, basically
4: exactly but anyway go go ahead I mean I can't believe and, and
0: mine was not even because of identity so <laughs> I mean this is insane
1: uh well superb okay um yeah and uh so this is this is the 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 thing I actually want an answer for. If you were in kind of a non oh, I was to say the other thing we probably most identify or most often introduce ourselves with is probably our career, or maybe that's the first question people ask. But it you know like Rush Howell attorney or or what have you. So if you were to identify yourself in a non career situation, let's say, like it was a game show or whatever, and you could pick three to five one word or very short identifiers to actually give people an idea of who you are that you stand by, the way you would want to self-identify. So perhaps, you know, perhaps they're nothing at all like what we normally say of, uh, of, you know, wife, husband, job or whatever, but a word um, or two words that would really give people an, I- an idea of who you think you are, how you self-identify. What would some, you know, if you had to pick three to five of those, what would they be?
3: Can if, I do Tommy's? Oh, shit. If
1: he can sense. Rush, did that end the way, did that end the way yours did or? Uh,
0: I mean, mine is, I'll, I'll do mine.
1: Okay. I may not
2: do the whole thing, but it's just uncanny.
1: Okay, that's wild.
2: Wait, and So, so we're trying to get away from anything that's occupational.
1: Unless or... you, unless that is how you most strongly self-identify, and if you thought that would give people a real idea of of who you are um, in the way that you, you want to be recognized. So, if you know, if you were like, "Hey, actor," I'm happy about that. I think that gives people an idea of of who I am and how I want to identify myself to you know to whoever you're introducing yourself to. Then, then superb. But if it was like. I guess I'll give an example Show-roomed. of like, what's that? <laughs> Sorry. I would not choose showbub. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe, my- you know, if you want to self-identify like in, in, in the way the world is right now. And, and I never would have done this five years ago. I would probably say like, uh, TJ Jagodowski, liberal. I would want, like, I would want to identify myself on that side of the fence. If I was, you know, p- putting, putting myself out there some way as you know, um, or
2: um just for because it seems like a fun thing to do in a podcast why don't you have at it I, you you have my consent too.
3: <laughs> I, I really it's just one i think there's there there's one identifier that i can think of for you that actually encompasses a lot of things which is that you're a marathon runner which i think is shows you're super competitive you're slightly insane
1: um can stick and, to something though like that's what i would if he was being introduced to me that way he's like oh he's not afraid to take on like large big things and he can stick to like a training regimen and you know and that kind of stuff he, he doesn't like bag on, exactly. on an, yeah
3: he, he's 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 consistent he's a hard worker he like he he's a like overachiever you know there's like there are all of these things that are i think go into that idea that are very much tommy so i, I that's a, that's a, that to me is like a,
2: uh, pretty.
1: That juicy. feels like a really juicy, like pregnant modifier identifier. That feels like that gets a lot done.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. very kind. Thank yep. you uh, for saying that. I had at my internal list. I had runner. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it sort of defines how you sort of approach things. I think, mm-hmm. um, I know Rush, Rush and I have that in common as well with high school track guys. Uh, but briefly on the Princeton team, I I actually never attended practice, but I had a locker.
1: And, uh, <laughs> That's all church. you really want, right? You know, all <laughs> you really want is the the perks of. <laughs> I
0: don't know, TJ. I might have I told you this? So I was uh, like a month into running at Princeton, and the coach coach like comes in and he was like, "All right, got new shoes for everybody," and uh, like me and two other guys didn't get shoes, and I was like hey, I didn't get my shoes. And he's like, I don't think you're going to make it. <laughs> he said, he's like, you need to prove that you uh, you want to be here for me to get you the shoes. I mean, did he have to go shopping
1: for them? Did, did that save him any time to not bring you shoes or like? No, and I
0: don't think it was a money thing. I think it was like a motivational tactic that backfired. I like, I'd like some
4: shoes.
0: <laughs> if you're not giving me shoes, like you're, you're, you know, you don't believe in me. I, I think he wanted to like. Get me uh, uh, more focused. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, the way I found out I had a locker is because Scott Dinbo, um, my last name is Dewey. And when I met Scott Dinbo, he said, wait, Tommy Dewey? And I said, yeah. And he was like, you have a locker in the track locker room. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just it's not going to work out. Did you somehow
1: <laughs> – <he said, laughs> were you aware of the fact that you had made the team? Were you <laughs> – I to... was,
2: I broke my foot trying to like get ready to like, cause I was not, I mean, I wasn't like, it was going to be a struggle, <laughs> you know, to run competitively at the college level. And I just tried to do too much fun. Gotcha. Up my foot. got into a, um, comedy group, um, thanks to Rush here and, um, you know, started drinking beer and that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. That's like baby shoes, never worn, like uh, right. a track locker, never used, <laughs> the
0: saddest, saddest story of a collegiate runner.
2: <laughs> um I, I well i'll give one for helen it's not it's not um it's not as good but it's not it doesn't mean it's any less complimentary is uh is thinker uh i think um in i'll just leave it at that it's thinker she's she's a very and, and that expands to thoughtfulness around friendships but also she's uh very smart very very good at her job so it reaches into the into that world too should i um this, I don't mean this pejoratively, you hate to be wrong.
3: That's true. I do hate to be wrong. Um, that's not pejorative, that's just correct. Yeah, but
4: the
3: problem is I am uh uh the problem is I can't describe I couldn't just like that's not
2: a that's, what, that's why yeah, I'm yeah, that's yeah. why I'm doing it. If you were yeah, like I'm a thinker, then you'd yeah, be like,
1: then fuck then you. Is there something you would want to be known as, whether, whether you thought it was really like positive or not, that, 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 that could still be up to people's perception, but like you would want to be known as, you know, like I am a, you know, what, what, whatever the answer to that is.
3: Yeah. I mean, I hate, I, I hate to be this, uh, I hate to fall back on this, but I, I think I would like to be known as good at my job. So, and my, I'm a producer and I produce movies and TV and, and I would like to be thought of as someone who is good at that. Partially because I think the job is a little bit nebulous and does involve a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's complicated because, well, sorry. What were you
2: gonna say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, it's an interesting question, right? Because it's like, it, how can it, can you pick a word that you, in casual conversation when you introduce yourself, uh, you you can define yourself as, and it doesn't backfire on you as pretentious, right? right. Like, so so the – the it's different when you're describing it. Your Maybe mind.
0: pretentious. Like,
2: <laughs> if, if I said I'm a runner, that's one thing, and it's fine. It may say something about it, and that would be – palatable for you if i said i'm a marathon runner you might be like all right douchebag uh you can, you can
4: leave.
3: Yeah, but that is just like a fact like you run marathons i don't i like it's an.
0: It's, it's like- better to have other people say it though and that's true for almost that's anything
4: true. right
0: in fact tj i'll, I'll just segue just to, we won't do mine but i'll tell you what mine was going to be so i i, I was going to say you know here's a situation um you are uh, you're, you're part of a task force that's trying to figure out form substance over form with, with people. And one of the exercises is this. They give you uh, eight ways that people introduce other people. One is as a family member. One is as a friend. One is as a person with a personality trait, like good guy or, you know, something like that. One is a hobby like, oh, he's a big baseball fan or mm-hmm. uh, she's a great uh, swimmer. Uh, another one is religion another one is political affiliation another one is physical trait another one is occupation and i was going to have you assuming one person was all eight of those things i was going to have you list them in order of of which you would be most likely to say about them first gotcha and then i was going to say okay but which one is truly reveals the most about somebody's substance so i'll just i'll just cut to the chase and say of those different things You know, which one do you really feel like if you're introducing somebody else is the best way to get across some of their substance? Because I always think it's funny when people are like husband, father. And I'm like, there's eight, you know, gajillion husbands and fathers. That doesn't mean
1: anything. It means one day you got married. Right. You know, like one day you did that. That's that's all you're telling me is that one day you did this one thing. That's all you know, it
4: describes.
1: I
0: understand that it's like that's the most important thing to that person. So they want to self-identify that way. But if you're trying to get to the substance of somebody and I was like friend, that's not very helpful. You know, religion, political affiliation, maybe a little bit more, but not not so much so. And I, I kinda wonder whether occupation I, I thought like a personality trait might be number one. Yeah. Um
2: I think that'd be the most consistent i think for certain people if 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 like for a a certain kind of i don't know evangelical person that spends half their week at the church and that you know um and that just totally governs their life it would be a very helpful descriptor but it it would be inconsistent among people whereas a trait you know we get back to solids liquids and gases like a trait that is you know um hardwired for someone and that they present often Would I, I kind of agree with you I think it's
3: hard I think we've, we've sort of like there is a sort of polite society way in which it's hard to think of a trait that would be so dynamic in someone as a complimentary thing like this is this is Marie she's a real loud mouth, you know like, I was like what is the thing that you could say about It's like this is this is June. To be said. fair,
2: friend Marie.
4: <laughs> like, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, it's like, like this person is really nice. It's like is that like w- I'm just trying to think. What is the personality trait that you could say about someone that would be that
4: defining? Ah, that uh, that's
1: said? he's really funny. That that I've I've had a lot of people introduce me introduced to me that way. Uh, this is my buddy Ryan or whatever. He's really funny. Um, and then yeah, and then the other one's just good guy. You know, like there's there's uh, my little brother. If my other brother, little brother ever says to me, someone's solid. This is a guy who will lie in to cops for you. Like that. That's what he means by that. This dude will help you bury the body. This dude will help you hide the money. Like this dude. Yeah. T solid. I'm like, OK, great. And then like we <laughs> we can do anything tonight. Um,
0: like if you if you introduce me to somebody and you say this is this is my friend, Mark. He is a minch. That is a very powerful way to get me okay. immediately to understand you really like this person. Mm-hmm. So I ought I ought to put some of my energy into getting to know, getting to know this person.
4: OK,
3: but that's interesting, right? Because that's relational. You're both talking about how the person that you care about feels about that person, not the specific personality type of that person Mm -hmm. it's just like this is a really this is someone who i hold in super in the highest of esteem and so therefore it automatically translates in that way which i think is a totally valid and important way to introduce someone but it is just interesting because it's hard it's not it's not quite dog lover you know
0: i that's a great point and i think like so if i had answered that one that tj had earlier and i don't think people would describe me this way but i kind of see it as a way that would uh elucid uh whatever uh shine a light on uh, multiple aspects of my personality would be like ringmaster um oh, yeah even though i'm not I, I don't work at a circus but like you know as 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 a trial lawyer i'm out front and i'm gonna be you know in the you know in the shit in the in the case uh, i like to host uh events i like to be I'm, i think of myself as a leader uh but it, but hopefully kind of in a fun way um and so that would be a way you know to kind of describe so I, I i do think like those sort of personality traits or i do think i like to tj's original point like dog lover i mean dog lover is still fairly generic but i think like the you could definitely find things like that that, that are a hobby or like if you tell me this is so and so he's a gamer you know, I'm like, okay, I, I know a fair amount of this person. They love computer and board games. I know a lot about the people that that are kind of like that. So I now know way more in one word than I would have if you'd been like, this is my friend Chuck, you know?
2: <laughs> sure. You know what? I, this is a weird one that I but I have found pretty consistently helpful, meaning that I will end up getting on with them pretty well. So someone said, great laugher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You love it. Great laugher. Um, and and I, uh, I, I, you know, nine for ten on on loving
3: a great laugher. <laughs> sure. I <I'm> showboat, <laughs> so. showboat loves a
2: great laugher. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I do, I do like
3: ringmaster though. I think that's a really that's a really good very That's like very. There, I, I get it, and I
1: and I like it. But and that dude, if that dude sits down at the table to, with me, and he's just been introduced as a ringmaster, I'm like, I am so wary of that fucking guy. Like, <laughs> what's he gonna do? Hypnotize <laughs> me by the end of this? Is am I gonna end up like? Like well, fall, I, of like I, I buying into his business, or like what is he like? Uh, you know, like a multiple marketing dude. Like what is going on here with the ringmaster? If
3: has, like if that guy has the same energy as Rush, which is like a very like that's not it's not the same as the showboat coming in and being introduced as the ringmaster. <laughs> then you're like, oh, this guy. But you I know? also
2: I definitely need the clarification that it's a metaphor. Or I'm going to spend the whole dinner being like that guy is like we deals with tigers. <laughs> 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 what
1: if
4: yeah, if, this odd, job, if,
1: is he this <laughs> if he pulls out his chair to sit down at the table, you're thinking he's going to do something with the chair other than just sitting I mean, it, right? He's exactly. got to do a little something before. And,
0: and again, <laughs> you, cannot, right you, definitely now, you cannot, cannot introduce yourself. <laughs> Because then it's like, it feels like an elevator speech. You know, oh, I'm the ringmaster
1: like, like like to meet you? To, you? went
0: to some fucking, like, uh, you know, job training thing where they're like, look, you got to make an impression within a few seconds. You can't say You guys say, I'm a ringmaster. What I do is I keep control
4: of, you know, you're like, no, no, no. It's <laughs> a <for some>
1: disaster. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, since that situation, eight years. I'll I'll do my last one, Rush, and then we'll do yours. Great. Does that okay. sound good?
2: Can I say one thing? I just recalled from I, I lived in D.C. one summer, and uh, there was a dry cleaner down the street, and um, in in his window um, was posted a sign that said, "I am an orange farmer, therefore I take great care of your clothes." <laughs> I don't <care. laughs> I don't see the connection, but clearly, orange farmer meant something. <laughs> to, uh, that guy. If you, if you knew, you knew. Like, if you yeah. were an orange farmer in that area, like, you were like, that's my guy. Oh, you got to come to my guy. You guys are, he's a fucking orange
1: farmer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may
0: not be familiar with syllogisms, but uh, all orange farmers take care of clothes. He's an orange farmer. Have you ever tried to get an orange stain and a white shirt? It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's impossible.
1: All right. Here we go. Ready? Here's the situation. Yep. So I'd like you guys to pick winners in certain categories not based on substance. So I'm going to give you a category and a non-substantive criterion on which to make your choice. I think it'll become more clear as it goes. <laughs> I hope. All right. So I want you to pick for me your best movie, but solely based on the poster.
4: Oh, great. Oh,
2: my goodness. Um,
3: this is... Full on recency bias but promising young
2: woman has a great poster.
1: excellent mm-hmm. perfect best movie
2: um I, I hope I get this title right uh Robert Redford downhill racer
1: oh, okay the the ski the, thing yeah
2: uh he's got it's like his it's a profile right and he's mm-hmm. well. there's two there's two well, posters one's a, a kiss
3: and we have a friend who has a, a tattoo yeah I was thinking yeah. of Jason's tattoo
2: yeah. Excellent. Already, yeah
1: perfect. Mr. Howell, do you want to throw one in?
2: Oh, uh,
0: I, for me, he, I, I remember seeing the post, but I, I, I don't know if I'm just associating with the, I love the movie, but I liked the usual suspects poster. Oh, okay. that, uh, that was very memorable. To me.
1: I, I also love this movie. Maybe I love the poster because of it. But the Science of the Lambs poster with the death head moth. And then when you looked real carefully, you saw it was like yeah. people kneeling and all that kind okay. of stuff.
2: Um uh, I, I remember uh it's been copycatted, but in, in, in for comedies, uh 40 year old Virgin had a great poster of corel just sort of staring off and blankly or poster. whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um all right, best song, but based solely upon one memory you have at a party.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Song. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's
0: Oh, man. I, I'm i going to say one just for... Um, oh, God damn it. The name of the song is, is uh, going to escape me for a minute. But I, I do this game at almost every wedding where I make everybody at my table uh, pick three songs that they're going to hear that night.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, uh, and, you know, you draft. And we played a round where... Uh, Sam Richardson hit like three of the first eight. <laughs> so like you win, you win if you get all three, but, but it's whoever gets, whoever gets, if more than one person gets all three, then whoever gets played last, not first. So you're always, you're always still in the game, you know, as it goes on. But I've never seen anybody hit like three quickly, <laughs> Sam like three of the first eight. So it was, um, uh, it, I, 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 I God damn. Oh, it was September.
2: Okay.
1: Song, yep. and when
0: it came on, we went bananas. And the rest of the place was like, "What is? Why do you
2: guys care that much about September?" But well, that, that—that's a good.
1: Memory. But so you, September, you, anytime Earth, Wind, and Fire gets on, you you can go nuts with without any problem. You know.
2: Yeah, I think, and it's solely based on the context in which I heard it, right?
1: It's, yeah. Uh, it was.
2: It was the year that. Um, umbrella, Rihanna's umbrella. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> This is all very corny, and I'm a little embarrassed to say, but it was the first. It was my kind of the, the my high school buddy's first bachelor party, uh, and and first time for that group of Alabamans to go to Vegas together. So oh, great. everything was times of oh. gazillion. like twenty five guys showed up. You know, uh, Ella, Ella,
1: A, a, yeah. and a, Jumping, You know,
2: just sort of jumping up and down. To that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah just based on the company and the fun that that song is is not my favorite. perfect
1: one. helen do you want one or do you want me to keep on keep on moving on keep on moving on i'm all gonna right. be thinking about this all night uh the because very... yeah, i would
0: do like i don't stop believing or a jump around or something but that that's i know tj hates don't stop believing but i've had a hundred great memories i was trying to pick one where i just had one specific <laughs> really fun memory.
1: all right now it's your best the very best food solely based on color
2: Um, I think uh, borscht.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: that beautiful purple. That's a
1: pretty great color. Yeah, I would go with like a
0: like a strawberry cheesecake. Is that like
1: that glaze uh, that that but the,
0: the, really the really white piece of cheesecake okay with a really bright red. Strawberry and then and then the chocolate sauce. I like the the visual appeal there quite
1: Great. A bit.
3: Helen? Yeah, I don't I I actually don't like this food, but I really do like the aesthetics of a tiramisu.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the little <laughs> dusting of the powder on the yeah, top too. It's, yeah. It's
3: a, very, it's a pleasant thing to look at, but I don't really
1: like the
0: taste of it. The Monte Cristo is not bad as a uh explosion <laughs> of color. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, here is like th- this, this, this is kind of my favorite example of this because I'm going to go say best animal based on the uh, like an actual cartoon version of that animal. So I would never think, I think, and Rush and I might agree on this, I would never think the chicken is the best animal, but there's no better, like, fo- if it's based on foghorn leghorn, then the chicken is the best, is the best animal ever. Um, yeah. So yeah, best animal based on an actual cartoon version of some. Of of that animal,
3: I feel like there are several donkey examples that we
1: could
3: go to. <laughs> Not an attractive animal, great cartoon. <laughs> uh,
2: this is an animal I don't like. They they trot around the, uh, our backyard all the time. They they kind of frighten me. Coyote, I love the. Uh, oh yeah. Wiley is sort of an anti-hero. Uh, made me laugh a lot as a kid. Coyote, great. I'm I'm with you on Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah.
1: Um. How about the best girl baby name? But it's solely because it's based on a singer you liked in high school. Oh,
2: that's hysterical! I would, oh, I like some bad singers
3: <laughs> in high school. Uh, I
1: just realized that Day is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> and but Which back then, like not, not a terrible baby name. Not at all. Those, but like, you know I that baby would go through what we went through at that time. We're like, is this person's name Sadie? <laughs>
2: I don't even know what song she sang. I just remember when I was in high school, there was a a popular song. I'm just being completely honest. The first thing that came to mind was Joan, <laughs> as in Joan Osborne. And oh,
1: what if God was like, one of us, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, that was the song. not a good song, but it's yeah. the first thing that came to mind. Also, Joan is a hilarious baby. No
1: yeah. name. Yeah. And to Joan, me. Joan, Joan would Jett would have Natalie. been making music when I was in high school.
2: There you
0: go. Yeah. My Mine would be Natalie Merchant.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Great.
0: I liked her in high school.
1: All right. The next one is the best book, but it's based on the fact that you've, the the movie you've seen the most times that was based on a book.
0: Lord of the Rings, baby.
1: All right.
2: <laughs>
0: unless, unless there was a book of Beverly Hills Cop. Does
2: this count the
4: novelizations
2: of movies that I, that I read by the hundreds? I will say
3: um, this is this is an embarrassing admission, but just because you had me thinking about high school, I'm worried that it's great expectations. that Ethan Hawke one. <laughs> <culture. laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> still a pretty that's still a pretty high high literature pick for for what you know most people's would be.
2: I guess. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm freezing up on this.
1: I can move on if you want. If you don't want to.
2: Yeah, move on. I'll think I, I'll think I'll...
1: Okay. This is your second best food, but it's based solely on the fact that it sounds the most like your actual name. Melon. Melon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked the No, oh, I
3: hate
2: a melon. Um.
1: Rush, is it like mush? What sounds like rush?
4: (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say
0: gizzard for Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
1: orange crush?
0: Orange crush. Yeah,
1: I
2: don't know. Radish. I can't think of a food that rhymes with the name
1: Tom. Salami. Salami. Salami, pastrami. I love salami. So that's great. Right. Perfect. Um, Rush and I talked about this one time for us. Like we have soft spots for places because of this. The best city and or state based solely on the fact that you had to do a book report or a report on it when you were in like oh, yeah. grade school or grammar school. So do you have a soft spot for like a city, state or country because you had to do like a three page report on it?
2: I got a Ghana. I did my <laughs> book report on Ghana. So it's all, if, if you ask
0: me my favorite country in Africa, my entire life it's never deviated from second grade where I did a report on Ghana.
2: And I, I did a I did a report on Seychelles. Oh, Seychelles. very
1: nice. Yeah.
3: Guys, I don't want to make you feel intimidated by how cool I am, but Indianapolis, Indiana, which was two and a half hours from my hometown, <laughs> and had a great
2: children's museum, so I wrote about that.
1: Mine, nice. mine, to this day, would still be Louisiana. I love Louisiana because of the report I did on it. Uh, you
2: know, l- my, my book movie answer might be is Silence of the Lambs.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, last two, uh, best band, but that's based solely on who opened for the, the real, the actual band at the first concert that you remember going to. No doubt. Woo. Nice. Who opened for no doubt?
3: No No doubt opened for Bush. I was, I was a freshman in high school and I was a huge Bush fan and I hated no
2: doubt.
1: Wow.
3: I thought they were really lame and posery.
1: Is that how they got together? Yeah, I think No kidding.
2: Um, I've got a great one to bring it back around to Joan. I saw Joan Jett open for Aerosmith.
1: Wow. Very nice. I guess
2: I would say Public Enemy uh,
0: when they opened for U2. I really enjoyed that.
1: These are killer opening bands. Killer opening bands. (laughs) Mine would have been Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers uh, who opened up for uh, In Excess. And the, the last one, um, your best, um, you guys specifically, Tommy and Helen, the best trip you've ever taken together based solely on the Airbnb or hotel bathroom quality?
3: The bathroom quality?
1: Yep. Best bathroom, best hotel bathroom or Airbnb bathroom.
0: I'm surprised it's taken away. I, I rank my trips based primarily it, on
1: Rush is a big bathroom guy. It's a really I, big I bathroom. We'll guy. Make sure there's a nice, yeah,
2: good bathroom. I don't even need a room. <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
3: big sir.
2: Oh, it's definitely big
1: sir. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> now that you tell me a little <laughs> bit about this bathroom. Now that I've seen your it's, face, your it's, face it's, light up with <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. We stayed in the bathroom.
1: We just just shit in the ocean. It was dreamy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was a 2,000 square foot bathroom. Oh, yeah. The whole whole
1: West Coast was our bathroom. That was it. That was the last of it. Nice.
3: The best trip that I actually been on, which had the worst bathrooms, was Iceland because they were so. It was also tiny.
2: Everything very small. They want you to stay outside in Iceland
1: yeah. Iceland, is, <laughs> Iceland stuff is very small. I wouldn't think that. No,
3: no, this is where we were staying. Oh, I mean, gotcha. We, we were not. We were not. It was not like a super fancy trip. It was like a very fun trip.
2: I no, mean, it, yeah. it was a great trip, but we just had a very small. Yeah, you know, maybe we've well, we've all stayed in those s- small sort of European beds before. kind to uh, I yeah.
1: there was a nope. there was a place I stayed. Um, in Copenhagen on the way out, I, I think it was like kind of like a truck stop a hotel, but the bathroom and the shower were the same thing.
2: Yes, I hate that. Yeah, there was
1: common. no separation, uh, I'd never seen it. that before in my life.
2: So the whole oh, I, room is wet, after yes, shower.
1: yes, yeah. yeah. It's designed so, yeah, the water there's no way to stop the water from being everywhere, yeah. That I,
0: was hot for a little while, and I, I don't care for that. That though. was hot. <laughs> No, I, I went, and I looked at a couple of places where they're like, this is a feature, not a bug. And I was like, no, 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 no I don't care for this. No good. We would replace this bathroom where, <laughs> where uh, you just walk in and the whole thing. And they're like, no, no, it's great. It steams up the side. And it's very, you know, eco-friendly or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but
2: I'm not. Yeah. You're I'm brushing not your, you not, you get wet just before bed when you're brushing your teeth. I to, that's yeah. the, that
3: was the problem. I had to stay in a hotel when I was shooting a movie once in, the, in a very small town. And for whatever reason, it was like a not nice hotel, but they tried to put me in a nice room. And so it just had a jacuzzi in the middle of the room, but not in the bathroom, just in the middle of the, like, yeah. so it was like I- a jacuzzi and then bed and then a separate bathroom. It was very I- appealing.
0: I think you were at one of those like Lover's Lane uh, yeah. hotels, right? Like what are those things called? The Cerberus. Yeah.
1: Cerberus. Cerberus yeah. pools. Yeah. There there must have been a time from like seventy th- like seventy-one to seventy-four where those things were made, where that seemed like a really good idea, and then and then people got away from it. You know, oh, yeah. like like water well, beds.
0: It sucks if you bought somebody's
2: Cerberus bath <laughs> company not... in seventy-five. <laughs> 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 like, like you've had a great four-year run, but I'm taking it from here.
1: <laughs> All right, Mr. Howell, it's up to you. Uh,
0: all right. We will end on, uh, uh, here's the situation. We're going to play champion of champions, uh, for any listeners that haven't heard these before, uh, here's how a champion of champions works is we pick 10 champions from a particular field. We've done athletes. We've done great actresses. We've done, uh, uh, we've done, uh, lovable Australians or oceanic folks, Jim Henson, done, uh,
1: Jim Henson characters, countries, Jim
0: Henson characters love doing that one. Uh, And the way it works is they are going to be pitted against one another. I'll give you the list of them. And they're going to be pitted against one another in a series of contests. But the way the champion of champions works is you don't need to win any particular contest. You just need to not finish last because we're going to eliminate one on each of the first eight contests. That'll get us down to a final two. And then they're going to go head to head in three events. And you'll pick whoever wins two out of three or three or all three out of three. That's your champion. Of champions. Um, and so, as TJ likes to say, uh, you don't need to outrun the lion. You just got to outrun your friend, right? right? That's how champion of champions works. So, uh, we are doing, based on the suggestion of born from uh, Substance Over we are doing champion of champions action heroes. And uh, here are the 10. Uh, as a caveat, though, um, if there's any one of these 10 you guys really aren't familiar with, just let me know. I have a few backups ready to go as well. Okay. okay. So, we've got Jason Bourne we got James Bond we have Laura Croft we have John McClane from the Die Hard films we have The Bride Uma Thurman from Kill Bill we have Rambo John Rambo uh, we have John Wick we got RoboCop we've got The Terminator and we've got Ethan Hunt from mission impossible. That's the 10. Let me know if there's anyone there you'd like to throw out. I'm happy to throw out, uh, as many as three or four of these, if there's ones that, uh, you're just not that familiar with or that you're like, I don't, I don't want this one in there. I feel like
3: that's a pretty, like, that's a good
2: classic list we got going. Yeah. I feel, I feel good about this. Yeah. TJ, anyone
0: you want to uh, eject from
1: there? No, nope, roll roll on. I'm, there's ones okay. I'm not as familiar with, but but I'm I'm good and and I'm I'm gonna chip in. I'm gonna chip in from the side a little bit, but I think yeah. I think our guests should take the the primacy of this uh, of this. TJ
0: routine. is allowed to influence as much as he would like, but ultimately you guys have to agree. I'm,
1: I'm and- a bit of a ringmaster guy, so be, be <laughs> beware uh, beware a guy like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, I'm a dog lover, so that's yeah, I Yeah, uh, So, uh, but I, I am going to require that you agree. So, what, I've, what we've had in the past sometimes when we have two people to do one of these is, uh, you know, if you don't agree on, if you don't have the same person first, then you might have the same person second or, you know, whatever. But you, you are going to have to agree. Uh, all right. So, the first thing that these folks uh, have to do is they have to go uh, <clears throat> to a monastery. Take a vow of silence, live amongst the monks, and bake bread uh, for for uh, for sale. So, who is going to be the worst of these uh, action heroes at going to that monastery, taking the vow of silence, and baking bread? Rambo. Mm,
4: okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at my list here.
2: Um. I mean, I I I think RoboCop can just kind of shut down his system and just oh, yeah. and, and yeah. chill as long as he wants as long as he's got a bread program in there. He's good. I think
0: he'll be pretty good at baking that bread. He's a robot. Yeah. I mean, nice. Um, yeah.
2: I I mean, I my gut was I was I was leaning John McClane because oh, I yeah. I just don't see Bruce sitting still and um baking bread. He's a
1: fucking actually. wiseacre. He's a real Weisenheimer, that guy. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
2: He just got caught uh, in a in a CVS out here without a mask on. Oh and, uh, yeah! And instead of putting on a mask, he just left the CVS. So I don't I don't see him putting up with, the, with these. Uh, it, and that wasn't Bruce Willis. That was actually John. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm conflating, which is not which I shouldn't be doing. Uh, but even even McLean, like, uh, he's just um, you know he doesn't like rules. There's a lot of rules to, as someone who's been been doing some quarantine bread oh, making. Yeah you got to follow rules to a T. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't see McLean. Do um,
3: you think McClane over Rambo?
2: Rambo's kind of chill until he's really got that gun going. and okay. Otherwise, he's... Okay. Yeah, All
1: he people. wants is that monastery to love him the way that he loves it. <laughs>
2: and, and a lot of these... Like John Wick, he got out of the business for like three, four years. Uh, uh, be, uh,
1: John Wick would be number one on my list yeah. as far as, as good at bread baking and not really wanting to get involved. I absolutely Wake agree. We have
0: no problem. No yeah. problem settling in. I, I agree strongly. Alive in a bread
1: Yeah. Bar. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so we're taking John McClain out.
4: Yeah.
0: I got to I got to agree. One thing I, I would say this every time but I don't I don't think about when I make the list of the things that they have to do, I try not to think about the people so I'm, I'll be surprised and I have to say like John McClain, it's got to be him. Like he wouldn't be able to shut up.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> can't get his nachos. He's, he's gonna be wise. He's gonna be wisecracking the whole time. He can't do it. And he's gonna
0: hate baking the bread. Yeah. He's ooh, no no way. So McLean is out. I thought he might go deep, but he didn't. He's a lovable star, but he, he ain't gonna do that. Uh, next up, uh, they're still at the monastery, but now they have to defend against a rogue squadron of thirty X KGB agents who uh, who are attacking the place. Who is out?
2: Uh, I guess, sorry, just so, because I'm a dumb dum. This is the person that would do this the, the least
0: well. Yeah, the least well. So now we went from a thing that really isn't necessarily their wheelhouse to a thing they really kind of all have in the wheelhouse. So we're, it's a little bit of a test. Who's the worst action star, really?
3: <laughs> was, um, was James Bond outfitted for this raid before it happened? Like, did he bring his gadgets to the monastery?
0: Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I can't uh, say for sure one way or the other. I I, I think uh, you got to assume he, he kind yeah. of went about it as he normally would go about something.
1: So, I, I think you I, also I, have to I pick could... your bond because I don't think Roger Moore could fight his way out of a bag. You know, like, like but...
2: Yeah, but... Ro- Roger Moore is, is good one-on-one and nothing beyond. Yeah. Uh, um, but I kind of extend that to all the bonds. I don't see... I, the bonds will do a lot of group fighting. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> But I mean, you, I mean, you you would think exciting. Daniel Craig could actually pop someone in the in the schnoz, you know, where where Roger Moore feels like this guy's not fighting anybody. This guy would lose a lot of fights.
2: Yeah, I think any of the guys. The only bond that's taking on thirty people realistically is Daniel Craig. The and Connery.
1: Just- I give Connery uh, the the nod on that, but. Yeah. But Pierce Brosnan isn't, you know, and maybe maybe you're Lazenby, but we're we're getting we're getting in the weeds now on this, you know. like. And
2: I'm I'm thinking they probably are wearing just a simple smock or something because they've been making bread all day. (laughs) Any gear they have is in a is in a remote room. Mm. Um, I'm leaning on my other my other thing, just to think out loud, is that, you know. RoboCop has some glitches. Um, and it's <laughs> <that's>
1: true. <laughs> and I
2: mean, he's he's not bad in a thousand.
1: It's so, like an old Windows system he's 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 running on. There's been some some upgrades that he has not plugged in and powered down all night long to get, you know, yeah. That's so. a great point, TJ. We don't know if
2: they have Wi Fi. When was the last update? I mean he's been making bread for a year or two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys think RoboCop might be out? That's uh, that's interesting to me. I mean, I I would still think he could plow through a lot of folks, even on the old software. But uh, I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, uh, do
3: you want to take James Bond out? I mean, that was my initial thought.
2: But... Um, I'm I'm down to James Bond, RoboCop, all these other guys. I mean, Rambo can mow, mow down thirty guys. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's a there are some physically time. gifted folks still left in here, and and I, I think someone like Bond, and I think I think it hurt John at the top. He's probably your one of your least physically gifted. He's he's like an ordinary guy in an extraordinary sort of situation. At you know off the top there, uh, so that we've already said goodbye to. So I think I think some of these. Specifically, typically yeah. gifted I, folks, and the champion
0: around. of champions. it the way it goes, the draw of events is crazy yeah. because, like, sometimes if they came in a different order, you could do really well. Yeah, because you, know, you just you just got to not finish last. But I, I mean, I, I could see a good argument for Bond. So, what is it between Bond and uh, RoboCop? What are you guys voting ultimately?
2: It's. It also struck me that Terminator also technically a robot, but um, but but
1: from the future yeah. though, he's got that future tech. He's got that, you know.
2: All <laughs> oh, right, He's have, backwards no and No problem. Yeah, yeah, he'd be fine. Um, um, I just I've watched all the Bond movies, and I don't I can't recall a a sequence where there, he takes on some people. Like you know, there'll be a sequence where he'll fight somebody and then run for a little bit and fight somebody else. I can't I can't I I don't remember him fending off
1: there might've been in the man with the golden gun. I think there was like an underground cavern thing where he, he did, but he relies on a lot of people who normally shoot well, shooting pretty poorly for, for, you know, like he, he, he's count he counts on a lot of misses, but yeah, I, I, I hear you. Him against these others. We, I think we, I think all of these others, we've seen them take on multiple assailants multiple times. I think. Yeah.
2: I mean, original RoboCop. I have a, I, I, I have a strong image of his demise. So that that might be why I've kept him in yeah. mind of that sort of flickering shutdown.
1: RoboCop's um, real yeah. good at this kind of thing, where he can be looking this way but shooting a guy over here. You know, like he's got he's got all that all that action. Going on. That's so right. I, I like yeah,
2: him. Right. That 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 that's a tiebreaker for me, TJ. I'm yeah. gonna go I'm gonna go James. B- and I love James Bond. I too. also think Helen and and your first instinct for whatever
0: reason was, was a question about Bond, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think that makes sense. All right. So Bond is out, but probably a big upset. Bond could have won this thing. I really yeah. think if if just had gotten past that. I, I'll tell you this, he's never he's never getting knocked out on this next one, but doesn't matter because he's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's not the champion of champions. Third thing up, and all we got left now, just as a reminder to folks, Jason Bourne, Laura Croft, Ethan Hunt, the bride from uh Kill Bill, uh Rambo, John Wick, who by the way is like just 30. Give me a break. And uh yeah. Robocop and the Terminator. That's the eight we've got left. The next thing they're doing is they have to enter into the amazing race where they're partnered. It's celebrity version of Amazing Race, and they're partnered with Bob Barker, who's really a liability. Uh, so who who does who is the worst one to have to be paired with Bob Barker and try to win the Amazing Race?
2: Well, I'm I mean I'm I'm moving RoboCop right back to the top of the list. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> a, a Bob Barker, who I'm just guessing, is not tech savvy, trying to uh, help his robot friend through obstacles.
3: Yeah, he also seems to have the least sense of humor of all of them. So I feel like it just wouldn't work out well.
1: I I would. I I only want to put this in there. Maybe just to muddy the water. I could see RoboCop just carrying Barker through just about just about anything. I <laughs> I the the bride gives me a little worry here.
4: Well, yeah, it, I, it's like
2: would she yeah the, just I, from a misogyny I,
1: well she's cause like the, just because she would just be so sick of his shit i could like, see her cutting his head off 30 yeah. minutes into this thing just taking out the katana and like fuck it we lose i don't care i'm just not going to be with this old man anymore you know like yeah, yeah.
0: this this old misogynist yeah yeah like said. yeah i i think that's the, a very good point Morning, Brian, Nice gamb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, right before his legs get cut off, now those are nice gamb. You know, like something like that. But who, you know, I don't know.
2: I, I, I'm that that pulls ahead now for me. I, I don't know. I haven't seen those movies as many times as as, as some of these other yeah,
3: ones. Yeah, I don't know Lara Croft's personality very
2: well. It's there's not much, but, <laughs> but I feel like she made service well later in this. In this adventure. I like the I like I like the I like Bride on that.
3: Yeah, okay. I'm good with
0: that. All right. The bride is uh is out. Uh next up is the thing TJ and I talk about sometimes on this podcast. But uh, the next thing they have to do is they have to pose uh as a waiter while they are a spy with no formal training. what <laughs> I know where Tommy's going on <laughs> <in> this one <laughs> with, with no formal training whatsoever. And they have to, <laughs> they have to
4: off that
0: they're a waiter for a full
1: night without uh without getting uncovered so that they can get some intel uh, i mean come on but 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 if if the way if the restaurant does have wi-fi then then there could be a lot of downloading of information going on here a lot of a lot of quick like oh what is a what is a, a ratatouille and put put you know like uh there, there could be, there could be some, some digital assistance that's possible. I think Rambo is a terrible waiter.
2: I agree. <laughs> like Rambo is, is it would have just not. I'm, I'm yelling, right? Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Rambo, there's a lot of really bad ones. Though, oh right? yeah, like for ter- sure. Like the Terminator is probably pretty bad here. Although he he can blend in, I guess a little bit. Uh, Ethan Hunt will do a really good job, I think. Yeah, he's Someone's, the best. John
2: Wick is sophisticated, you know, knows how to wear a suit. He's he's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think Ethan Hunt and Jason Bourne are gonna be the
2: best waiters. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. um, it's it's down to Robocop or Rambo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Robocop may, end <laughs> I just hope Robocop makes it one more round.
1: <laughs> I think. I think it's, it's so great Europol- that the terminator is snowboarding- not even in the conversation anymore we've already like we've already thought like oh he goes through that select screen like D-d-d-d-d. today's specials uh soup du jour <laughs> like he's not even in the conversation it's down to a human a human and Robocop before. <laughs>
2: Yeah, RoboCop's just a little slow and awkward. I mean, it's, the undercover element goes out the door with RoboCop. I mean, he has no, no ability to, to sort of go That's incognito. True. No, um, really he really didn't. But Rambo truly has, I, I, in terms of his sort of, uh, kind of cuisine IQ, Rambo, I mean, he eats sticks.
1: The other guy just he eats electricity. Like, I, I, I. I mean, RoboCop eats electricity. <laughs> I know what are you, Helen? What's your
0: what's your call here? Right? Leave it to you. Is between we're between Rambo and RoboCop. Who gets ejected? I I
3: gotta. I mean, I think I think Rambo's got to go. I think- <laughs> ah yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. I think- I think Robocop would not be a good waiter, but we, Rambo would actively. If we're going to kick out the bride for killing Bob Barker, we got to kick out Rambo, who would probably also kill. Him oh.
2: And listen, I oh. see Rambo getting fired. Uh, I see oh, him yeah. spilling oh. a lot. Um, um, just too. Yeah, kind of clumsily working. His way. Yeah, he never. He never makes it the whole night.
0: No change uh, No changes. All right. Robocop survives.
1: I love it. So
0: now, the <laughs> next thing. The next thing that these remain. <laughs> people have to do is seduce the wealthy heir to an illegal weapons manufacturing cartel, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who is going to be the worst at the the, uh, the not game not. of
2: what's so, that? No, say so, so, so. Start start again. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to seduce the wealthy heir. We can. The wealthy heir is either male or female; doesn't matter. Uh, to an illegal weapons manufacturing cartel. So this is how you're like kind of infiltrating the cartel is. Uh, they gotta uh, seduce the. Uh, this
1: is the, immediately the a two-horse race, right? Immediately, yeah, yeah, it's immediately. it's it's the robots, right? <laughs> yeah, agree. It's the robots. Sure. <laughs> I think RoboCop survives again. <laughs> I think <laughs> RoboCop wins by a whisker. I think the Terminator is so less less seductive.
2: Yeah, t- because he has no human humanity. Right. Oh, that's a good argument. But I mean, he, he, looks, he looks way more human.
3: I was than... going to say, he's more attractive,
0: though.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, depending on what you, what you dig.
3: <laughs> 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 I just mean, from like a seemingly human standpoint.
1: Depending right? on when you catch him, because at some point he's he's burned.
4: That's true. I just mean, Robocop. I, yeah, I mean, if you're just going. looks yeah. like a robot.
1: Yeah. Right, going, he's got like a metal. Yeah, he's got a. Yeah, it's gotta effect.
0: be ro- It's gotta be
1: Robocop. I mean, it's, get, it's <laughs> no, be- not so fast, Rush. Not so fast.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's, Robocop has provided such good rest. I hate to kill him off. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Oh, but he's like
1: the Terminator pulls out just that little bit of Spanish though when you want it, you know, a little bit, a little bit of that bilingual seduction, you know, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. he could make his voice whatever he wants it to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ro- RoboCop looks—he's just encased in metal. <laughs> yeah.
3: It just seems problematic.
0: Yeah. I mean, when they get he's to the talking party. about his dead
2: wife, he's really—it's not going to be <laughs> ten minutes in. He's going to mention his dead wife at some point. Damn, damn it, it! As the night wears on, someone's going to ask. So, which which parts of you are real? And he's going to be like, "What's well, kind of like half a torso <laughs> and my part of my chin?" And that's going to kill the vibe entirely. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think. Well, you yeah. I mean, all
2: can tell me, I, I, it's got to be no, RoboCop. I, I've yeah. loved having RoboCop here, but I think he's got to go. And Helen apparently has a hotspot.
1: This, this competition just became less interesting, I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I, It's
0: sad because he he would have survived this next one. <laughs> oh, and no. he'd, he'd be around for a while. Uh, so all we got left is Bourne, Laura Kraft, uh, Croft, rather, uh, Ethan Hunt, John Wick, and the Terminator. Next up is uh, they got to just do your taxes. Who's going to be the worst at doing mm. your taxes?
4: I uh, with like,
2: it's like with modern tax law, Croft is gonna be awful. She's she's living in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, like keeping up with tax code. I don't. I don't you see could it. say
3: that about Jason Bourne though. He doesn't know. What yep.
0: Does. Yeah. Bourne doesn't know what the hell's going on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like- and would just be like what
2: are you talking about like, I mean and it's yeah. it's, it's awful because Robocop would have been my absolute first choice to do my check. <laughs> hey, of course of course you want to do it I will say this what what are the chances though that Bourne
0: start... he's like what is this 1040 for him and then he just suddenly starts making these checks and he's like I don't remember but I must have been an accountant in my prior life and he just nails it. It's possible
2: I just think Croft Croft is someone she doesn't do math as a part of her her or, I mean, Wick wouldn't be great either, but he seems kind of like a businessman. He's pro- he's probably he probably has a front works in I guess a business environment. I don't know the whole. I don't know all of John Wick's. Uh,
0: I think he. I think the Terminator is safe. Ethan Hunt is safe. John Wick's probably safe. That's how I see it. I think you guys are about where I would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's and, a Tomb Raider. Yeah, but
2: yeah, but she's, but a- she's
0: you know an archaeologist. It's yeah.
2: smart. It's not a matter of of intelligence. Uh, right. Yeah, I I can see. Look, I can see that born thing cutting both ways. Yeah, he he happens to have been an he accountant. Like I he's great at
1: it. Here's yeah. why I, I might lean towards Bourne. He's also had to live like off the the grid. Like he has been underground, off the grid. He well, he didn't know who he was, right? But even when he came back, like he can't be traced. He can't be on paperwork. This guy may have never filed a tax a tax return. In his life, because he's got to be like untraceable, right? Like,
0: but he also might know the system really well in order to stay out of the system.
1: By the, yeah, if Laura Craft I mean, is making a living as an archaeologist, she knows what can be deduced deducted for travel. She knows what tools and other things can, you know. She she probably knows her deductions. Born either like Born's the kind of guys like there'll be forty thousand dollars waiting for you in an uh, like this like uh, like you know whatever true. account and. Don't don't worry, you know. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, here's
2: a, here's another reason I'm 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 leaning born because you want you want some stoicism, some stability in that job. You want your accountant to kind of approach. Like, he's fine until that meltdown comes, and then like oh. you're not your taxes aren't getting filed. On and t-
1: he's he's <laughs> and then he's gone, and he's gone forever. He's never coming back. You know, like he just yes. you walk in, your receipts are everywhere. There's blood. Every every mirror's broken and all your glassware is shattered and he's never coming back. And I and remember, good luck finding him. On
0: the floor of your living room.
1: Good Man. luck finding him too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I that's a great point. I I I don't know. It seems like you guys are, are in accord that it's gotta be Jason Bourne. He's the yeah, worst yeah, you, to can't risk the
2: the, you can't risk the Bourne meltdown in tax mm-hmm. season. It's like no.
0: too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean we, there's not one called like uh uh, you, you know the born uh, uh, deduction. You know? I
1: mean, it's, <laughs>
0: they had their chance. He's not doing it. All right. All we got left is Lara Croft, Ethan Hunt, John Wick, and the Terminator for the Champion of Champions Best Action Hero. Next thing is, uh, who do you want to be your partner in a slow motion beach volleyball tournament? So it's a it's a beach volleyball tournament, but they're gonna they're gonna film this in slow mo. And uh, you
2: know who, who who's your teammate?
3: Lara Croft.
2: You want She's her? To-
3: no, she. Oh, she's my favorite. Oh, I, we're doing the worst. The worst is It's, the, it's
2: who's got to go. No. Oh, yeah.
3: Sorry. No. It's yes. the, it's the Terminator.
2: Terminator oh. is is a little clunky. He he's does,
3: clunky. It's slow motion. He's gonna make it look terrible. I know you think I'm attracted to him now, but I was just in comparison to RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's gonna he's gonna explode the ball or blast it into orbit or whatever. Like, there's yeah. no. He's gonna have zero touch on. You know, like. Uh, as far as being able to s- like smash, smash it down or set, like this guy's not gonna be able to bump or set.
2: No, and there, and really, like, there's n- nothing aesthetically appealing about watching the Terminator do those things yeah. in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. All right, Terminator. See you later. We're down to our final three for the last event before we cut it to the
1: finalists. You know, I would have right. loved to have taken Tom Cruise out, out there, Rush, on a slow motion volleyball tournament. I you know, know, I would have loved have to have him. taken him out there.
0: You just can't though. Can't. And I don't
2: think he's going out here either, but been maybe. It's committed to film, right? Does mm-hmm. it ever go slow mo in Top Gun?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. It feels oh, like
2: it does, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Emotion. Uh,
0: all right. So now, who can? Uh, so the, the task now is to drive the furthest possible cross country without any sleep or losing control of the car at any point. So wow. RoboCop and Terminator being out is pretty important here. So you have <laughs> Croft. Uh, Ethan Hunt and John Wick, who's going to be the worst wow. at, they get in a car at midnight and they just have to go as far as they can without stopping, without having any uh, incidents on the road. Uh, I
1: mean, whoever loses, whoever loses this drove for f- seven days straight. You know, like I whoever agree. loses All this. Are gonna be very good. Yeah. All are going to be very good. Whoever this. loses this drove for 105 hours in a row and just was not able to do the 106 because this is this is really really tough to to decide
4: i mean all
0: of these all 10 of these would have been really good at this mm-hmm. event yep. john yeah john mcclain is the only one where i'd be like but john mcclain like stayed up for you know it made it to the yeah
1: i think no i would have taken bond out i think i would have taken bond yeah. out of that of as far as driving yeah. for forever and ever i think he would have like but oh enough of this i need a i need an oyster you know stop to eat <laughs> yeah he would have <laughs> needed
2: Take in some scenery. Some
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: You're, you're right. You're right. So, but who, who we got? Laura Croft?
2: I, I think Croft is the steeliest. Uh, of the. I mean, I, 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 I think I, I don't know if I saw the Alicia Vikander, Laura Croft. I I'm I might have, but I'm thinking mostly of the Angelina Jolie. They're a sort of unflappable. Yeah. They're, they're all very unflappable.
1: But oh, very I, I, I All of these people have had like sucking knife wounds in their guts and done you know, and then done whatever, went and worked a full day, so they're all really, really rough and tumble. I'm going with Ethan, Ethan
3: Hunt, only because, like, but but by like an hour, mm-hmm. I just think that John Wick and Lara Croft could out steely him.
2: John Wick uh, has got that sort of they they they've like killed my dog intensity. Then I think he's got a yeah. little more drive to yeah. go a little further than Ethan Hunt.
1: I, I do yeah. feel like Wick is the one that is most borderline, almost a superhero.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. I
0: thing. think of these three, it, if, if it were me, Wick is safe. Even though even though all three are great at it. And I, I would have a tough time yeah. on, on this other two. And I would probably ultimately put Croft out. But it's not my call. It's you guys' call. And you, you seem to be leaning to take Hunt out. So is Bounce
2: that where him. we end up? Ethan Hunt's done.
1: Bounce him. Yeah.
2: Think right, it's fine. They're very tough. Not not don't have a great mm-hmm. argument for, it, but I think he's gotta go. Yeah
1: right definitely the closest of it, hey, definitely the closest elimination of, of all of them. that was that was rough oh,
0: sure. well, that was like that time we had Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, and Viola Davis all doing a one woman show about somebody that was at a suicide hotline and I was like <laughs> I'll pay any amount of money to see any of those three do it and you had to throw one of them out <laughs> it's
4: impossible That's it's impossible, impossible. I'm so yeah. glad it didn't have that one talk like, about hey,
1: Sophie's Choice good. with the woman who was in Sophie's Choice you know yeah, or,
0: uh, this is the hardest decision since that. that. That decision will never be topped, I think, in terms of difficulty. Uh, but here we are. So now we're in the in the final two. It's a little different. They. I'm going to give you three events, and you're going to decide who would win the majority of those events. It could be 3-0. It could be 2-3. Uh, if it's 2-3, you'll kind of tell me you, the, the tie first or whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, but here it is. You have Laura Croft and you have John Wick. Uh, here are the three things they have to do. The first is um, uh, serve – as your butler for one year, like as a punishment, they get, they get, uh, they have to serve as your butler for a year. Second is win a story slam competition, one of these things where you go in and there's like 10 people there and they get to tell up to five minute long stories. Um, and then the last one is, uh, get, uh, turned into, uh, not actually turned into, but, but have a cartoon likeness of them made that becomes part of the, uh, The ongoing Scooby-Doo universe, the way that like the Globetrotters show up all the time as a uh, guest star. So now we're going to take either Lara Croft or John Wick and make them a a constant uh, uh, guest star on uh, (laughs) Scooby-Doo. So uh, between those three, uh, who, who wins, who comes out on top and is the champion of champions?
3: I I get I take Lara Croft for at least two of those three. I don't think either of them is going to be very good at the story slam, but she'd look great as a cartoon. People would love it, you know. She's uh, already basically a cartoon in those posters. They're into it. I and think then... that's
2: right. She she has that 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 um. She seems more uh, kind of down for adventure in in a way that John Wick doesn't. That she would fit into the Scooby universe, I think a, a little better, you know. Mm-hmm. A little more PG. Like,
0: but wouldn't it be, just just to push back a little bit, wildly entertaining to have John Wick in yeah. the mix with the <laughs> Scooby gang? I mean, I get that she might fit in a little bit better, but like if you're talking about which one's going to make me wa- watch the show, like, I'll be like, wait a second, what? John, John
1: They've got John Wick with him? As, as a 40-something-year-old man, but can you imagine if you were still of the age group that was watching Scooby-Doo at the time? Because you, you, you always wanted to kind of see Daphne, like, maybe in a tank top and, you know, in shorts to begin with. So I, I, I think I agree. I think I agree with, with Helen that... Um Croft would, would probably be the, the cartoon likeness decision.
2: But I'm I'm with you, Russian. Sort of some worked genre mashup as a forty-two year old, I would love to see John Wick in oh, the Scooby.
1: If he movie. got the old man who ran the funhouse and just beat the fuck out of that guy and like <laughs> bled him and broke his arm backwards and stuff, that would be yeah, yeah. that would be a blast. But yeah. also like <laughs> at some
0: point the greatest thing about this is the tiebreaker for me. If you put John Wick in Scooby Doo, at some point they're going to kill Scrappy because that's the whole like John Wick thing. And if you can get rid of Scrappy Doo, like I'll, that, that's the best thing and any any of us can
1: do. Well, Woody that. though, I don't think I don't think John Wick, who was set off initially by the murder of a dog, could ever find it. Could ever could ever like endure endure that again? Like that would I think that would be the end of him.
0: I think the writers would be like, "We got it. We're we're running low on ideas. We've already brought John Wick into uh, uh,
2: to be with the Scooby Gang." Well, so in, in in that spirit, I think John Wick wins the story slam because he's going to go to some really lurid tale of uh, of just loss and devastation.
3: Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He definitely went to story slam
2: that may just kill the story. It may end the story story slam forever, but I would really enjoy being in the but audience, here, having people, you know, being kind of funny and whatnot. And then wick comes up there and just annihilates the mood with a really t- dark.
1: I, I think though, like I would be hard. I'm hard pressed to picture John wick using an adjective, you know, and maybe that helps with the storytelling, but like I, as far as like painting a picture and drawing me in, I th- I see him more as like, and then that guy came and I shot that guy, and then we drove off and we were in the water, you know, like where where Croft might paint the. To be verbose? No, I I guess I just picture her knowing like um like as more versed in history and how to. Like, paint a narrative as to why this object is important or, you know, or, or anything like that. I think, I think of her as being like, can, do we agree that John Wick would be a better butler?
2: Yes, I do. I don't think Laura Croft's got time for that shit.
1: What about you, Helen? Do you, is that one?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if he was like going, if he was like going, trying to go back to his normal life. We've already established that yeah.
2: he's, he is been willing to be sort of monkish he's he's taken mm. time out of life yeah, yeah, yeah. before whereas okay. she's got it she's always planning a a a, a tomb rating. so we have we
1: wick have- in the books with one win it's just whether croft can take both of the other ones which both i think she's two. i think both a,
2: seem kind of close yeah and we're in a conundrum because wick in a way that would we would delight in upends both of those things the yes right and movie do right like he he's sort of Uh, He doesn't make a mockery of them, but he makes them really interesting. We'd be
1: tickled by it, but would he do the better job of it?
2: Right. What's tough about this decision is
0: they, both of the second two are kind of similar in that we would be probably more amused by having Wick there. But if you kind of go with her on one of them, with Croft on one of them, it almost feels like you should on the other one, even though the natural thing would be like, say, they're both kind of 50-50, so let's split it, and then Wick wins overall. But... This is a tough one. I don't. Ah, I don't really even be you guys' choice. I don't even. I. I.
4: I mean, it's a tough one.
2: I'm gonna put my, you know, kind of alt comedy brain aside for a second and say, and I'm gonna vote. I'm happy to be talked out of this, but I'm gonna vote Croft in the Scooby universe because I just she, she would she would do the best. She would she would thrive in that universe in a way that that. Um, Wick would not. Well, Absolutely I guess, would not. <laughs> well,
3: also because it's like, yeah, she's... The, I feel like archaeology and, mm-hmm. like, Scooby, they're always... Going you're, right. you're right. Like, there's an... Yeah. There is a sort of archaeological...
1: Yeah. To uncover... Literally uncover clues and stuff. I think her skill set yeah, is... Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yep. Exactly. You're, you're so right. I, I she would be like better at that... The, the other one is definitely closer because I yeah. do think Wick... I mean, Wick, Wick might be able to tell... Spin... You know, again, you got to have one five minute story ready. I I know uh, Laura Croft is going to have a lot of kind of interesting tales, but I think they're going to be like super long. Right. She's going to be like, and then I we went to this pyramid and you're not going to understand, but I had to go. And you're going to be like, "I, I couldn't get it in five minutes. Whereas Wick gets up there and just owns it immediately. And he tells like one story that's less than 200 words. He's got a lot of dramatic pauses. And by the time he's done, you're just like, oh, my God, this guy. Is and,
2: and, and and he's sobbing, which I think would be yeah. moving for everyone. <laughs> I, think
4: I, I think
0: mean, you could do a John Wick movie as a story <laughs> in under five minutes, whereas you need all this exposition crap in the in, in the, the Tomb Raider stuff.
2: This is really interesting. So yeah. TJ's knock on on John Wick is actually a, a, a pro. It's a, the it, brevity helps you in this setting because the stories are.
1: It may just come down to what style, you know, like as a listener, what style. What style you like you like more? Um, and, and I think you guys I think I think you two have to have to make the final call on that,
3: this. I think that because the five minute story slams all have to do with like very personal things. Like they always do better when they're specifically extremely personal about something that happened to the person. John Wick's gonna do better because Lara Croft, I mean, from what I know, I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not as well versed on the Lara Croft mythology. But her experiences aren't about like her dog dying. They're about like archaeology and tomb raiding. She's so, going to be a
2: little more so removed. They're bigger that.
3: ideas. They're not. Whereas, like the story slam is really supposed to be like a first person narrative, which I feel like is like that's what we're getting with John Wick. It's like yes, there's an entire den of assassins, but it's really about his dog. And when you get to the heart of the story, you want to hear the story about the dog. I, yeah. I think ultimately, yeah. I got to
2: go John Wick. I, I think I want to. I want Wick to invite me into his personal pain cave
1: and
2: you know um, I got I'm gonna go I mean
1: that the, the dog stuff will get him to regionals if he wants to get to nationals he's going to have to come up with some more material though he can't live on that dog story the whole <laughs> That's right, right.
4: well when he enters into the champion of champion of Champions, which will eventually occur when the 10 winners of the 10 times
0: we play champion of champions all go head to head he better have a new story ready but John Wick is your champion of champions when it comes to action stars uh, maybe not who I would have guessed at the beginning. I tell you for sure I wouldn't have guessed Laura Croft. I feel like she kind of slid by early yeah. with uh, with some real struggles with like Rambo and RoboCop and so forth. <laughs> uh,
2: but then she showed really well at the end. But but ultimately it's John Wick. Didn't expect John Wick at all. I, there was a number of challenges that required some kind of... Um I don't know some uh savvy and gentility, which really killed the Rambos and Robocops on over, <laughs> yeah, I like to mix it up. I don't like it to be like action stars, and then it's just
0: ten ten different action things, but yeah you know, a little bit of action, a little bit of spy stuff, but you know mix it up a little
1: bit we attribute we attribute John Wick with a lot of the the potential for a lot of Zen like calm that a lot not not everybody else was was capable of that really served him well in multiple challenges here,
2: yeah, but God, I loved having Robocop around, <laughs>
1: oh man, I hate <laughs> it. His- you know, he was great. I hate. Really I love to great. watch him walk away. I hate to see him go. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he's like the uh, he's like the, the the twelve seed that made it to the elite <laughs> right? eight. It's like the story of the tournament is the champion, but the second most talked about that was it's not who finished second, but it was RoboCop for going deep. And, he was uh, he, he was Shaka's
1: points. he was Shaka Smart's VCU team. You know, he right. was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He just couldn't quite hold oh, And congratulations to Tommy. I haven't congratulated him yet on, on the, on the championship star Alabama Crimson Tide. Finally. <laughs> yeah. get a title. We're, we're so happy. You can finally enjoy a title down there in, uh, in Birmingham.
2: In Tuscaloosa. You, you got to give it. It's all we got going on. You got to give it to us.
1: Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Helen. This was a really nice time.
2: What a blast. This is really you, so fun. Thanks for inviting us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for giving us so much of your time. And thanks to Nate, who produces for us, and Julie did the music, and Emily, who did the artwork. Mr. Howell, you want to take us out?
0: Yeah, I uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, and uh, I hope everybody is having a good, safe, happy, healthy New Year.
4: Uh, I'm the ringmaster. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>